Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow Here we are, folks. It's Tuesday night. It's Blog Talk Radio, and we are back again with another guest to talk about uh, the AA and 12 steps and what part of that can possibly maybe relate to all of us as believers. Um, That's been kind of our theme here for a while. I've been writing every day on at least one of the steps and trying to explore some of those ideas. Uh, I personally am am intrigued with with Alcoholics Anonymous and with the whole experience because I, I have been to just a couple meetings. I've been to a couple Al-Anon meetings and uh, I just got to tell you, I, I just love it. Uh, I, I, I love the fact that people are so real and supportive and honest and non-judgmental. And uh, every, everybody is there for, for everybody else. And uh, it's just uh, such a wonderful uh, experience. And, and whenever I have a chance to even come close to that, I obviously want to go, why isn't church more like this? Why is that not the case? And, 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 and what can we do to change that? So I think those are some of the personal reasons I'm invested in this whole study right now. And uh, it's been great, though, to have so many different guests on talking about recovery and addiction and what their role is in it. Tonight... However, is very special because for the first time tonight, we're we're going to have someone on the uh, on the recovery side of things, someone who has uh, gone through AA and someone who has struggled and found help and um, can now talk to us about his experience. Um, so that's kind of what we're after tonight and this will be really special uh, especially since this is just uh, actually uh, one of my truly best friends um, uh, someone we have known for a long time and very close to both Marty and I in some ways actually yes Dan is Dan is closer to Marty than to me because they just have a soul connection and uh, spend a lot of time on the phone um, encouraging one another it's really uh, a beautiful thing to watch and uh, Dan is a very honest straightforward person he scares me to death sometimes because he understands me very well more than maybe I understand myself and um, we've had some really good experiences uh, before uh, trying to dance in and around 
um, you know, my problems and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and my addictions and what, what that means. Um, so <laughs> this is uh this is a good, going to be a great experience. And, um, I, I, I just have to say one thing about Dan. He is, uh, he is without a doubt the best, uh, piano player that I know personally in the flesh. And, uh, he has studied cool. and, uh, classical, piano and he is amazing and I think some of my uh well my my greatest uh experience uh, with Dan is sitting underneath a baby grand piano I guess it was mine I don't know but uh just lying down under there and having Dan play I tell you it's just uh he's got a touch that's beautiful and he understands music we've written some songs together we've had some some we've even we've done some concerts together it's been uh it's been fun to experience the music side uh, of dan and uh and and how that he has shared that with me so uh please welcome to blog talk radio my friend dan cunningham well she's and welcome hello <laughs> well, that was oh, nice. We'll okay. have to do it again sometime. <laughs> I know. Yikes. I know. I miss that. I really do. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you skipped a couple yeah. of the important things that I'm kind of a desperation I, guest. Um, <laughs> but it's it's true. I have spent a lot of years of my life. Uh, really immersed in recovery because I needed it in all sorts of different ways, alcohol being one of them. So uh, yeah. I'm uh, trying to remember you lying under the piano. That must have been Green Street. Yeah. There were, there were some no. tough, tough No, times. it was before that. It was, really? I probably did it there. You did it there, but the first time I remember, yeah, no, it's back in uh, um, El Granada. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I yeah. counted up. It has been about 40 years since I wow. met you too. Um, I'm going to plug in. I just amazing. Got a little warning. Hold on. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, I can still. I can hear you fine. Door. You're doing fine. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't, don't plug in. This is going to be tragic. Okay. I got you. I got you. Alrighty. You're running out so, of batteries? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay so yeah, then, I heard you say I one thought, thing in your intro, and it stuck with me all the way to the end of your intro, so it really <laughs> stuck with me, because uh, I timed you at about, I don't know, seven minutes or longer, and... Uh, that was that everybody is there for everybody else. Do you really think that? Mm. Hmm. I see what you say. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you're you They're there for themselves, but 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 it felt like that. Why did it feel yeah. like that? That's yeah. I don't have the answer to that. Everybody's there for themselves. Well, there are some truly good, kind, experienced souls who are actively watching out 
for people who mm-hmm. come, but uh, even they know better, uh, I think, than to, to um, have that mindset of being there uh, completely for others. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe wading in to some tricky territory. Yeah. But it yeah. just it just struck me that um, my my experience. Well, I should introduce my experience. Um, yeah, please do. Please do. That's what, that was my expert. first question. Yeah. So. Uh, I want to introduce myself that I'm not a, a big expert in anything. Um, I've been a Christian for about 57 years. So I was a Christian through everything that went wrong in uh, my life. And um, so some some people will be able to relate to that aspect of it. Some not. That's That's all good. But um, alcoholism uh, did run in my family, like a lot of us find out once we face into it. Um, And I think it was about, uh, we had known each other about 10 years, and our, our families, I was married at the time, had been linked through all that time, we moved across the country somewhat together. And we were out in Massachusetts when um, everything in my life started to fall apart. Uh, the, the marriage ended, um, anything else ended. Uh, you guys um, moved back to California. And I learned that on top of all the other things that were going wrong inside me and outside of me, I had turned into an alcoholic. So I'll I'll say to your listeners uh, that uh, John and Marty were there through about the first year, I think, of my really encountering this and going to meetings as often as I possibly could. Um. And uh, then they, uh, we lost contact. And the next time we talked, we we connected back up in about 2006 or so. Um, and a lot of water had gone under my bridge. Um, so we've known each other a very long time, but but. You missed out on some. Uh, you missed out on my my heaviest AA days, <laughs> the, right? Uh, the first few years. So, um, and I'll say that it took me one, two, three, five, six, seven, maybe seven years of recovery. Uh, to get to the day where I finally didn't have to reset my sobriety clock. Um, Whether it was I made it a year or I made it a few months or I made it two days. Um, It it took a good deal of time. I had a lot of... uh, uh, Some sobriety is a lot better than none. But... uh, 
so I did have a lot of well of sobriety during that time, mm-hmm. but it it took some real time, and a lot of other stuff besides uh, alcohol uh, started finally getting dealt with. Um, dealt with, yeah. <clears throat> In terms of how I used it to destroy my life and the and and her people around me and. All of that stuff. So, so that's kind of my story. I don't drink anymore. I'm still a Christian. I'm old, uh, not as old as you. And that's kind of the all the uh, authority that I have to speak uh, tonight. John didn't get me off of some board, uh, uh, national no, council. No, I didn't. Anything. But can and, but can uh, you tell us? Yeah, can you tell us? more about your AA experience. Just give us some kind of a picture, you know, what what stood out, what what helped you the most, uh what what was it like? Um, yeah, that's that's kind of hard for me to describe, especially talking to a lot of people. These these 12 steps uh, I understand them to be derived from um, the gospel. Um, you don't have to understand them that way, but I do, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you do, John. So mm-hmm. that's us. Um, doesn't give us a special grip on them at all, which is really too bad. Um but the uh, the meetings themselves are a thing. They, I, all I can really say, even after all these years, um, is that the meetings uh, were a relief, and I don't, I, mm. I can't describe that. Uh, you went to the meeting and you were yourself and nobody was evaluating you. Nobody was paying a great deal of any uh, real attention to you at all. Um, And it was a place where you could be and not be vibrating all the time. Um, Addictions and a lot of other things in life besides addictions. Um, and this is just me talking, uh, but I believe it, that that they carry with them every kind of, of energy and pattern inside of yourself that is just determined um, to go back to your drug of choice. Mm. Not to go forward and somehow in these meetings and you live with that all the time and it was only in the meeting that I would feel relieved of that I didn't know how to shut that off yet especially in the early um, months mm-hmm. and years um, but the meeting would give me an hour of complete relief from mm-hmm. That uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, that's it. 
Well, why do why do you yeah, why do you think that? Do you have any idea why that was? No. Nope. Think back on it. <laughs> I really don't. I really mm-hmm. don't. So, people who don't have the uh, we all have icebergs, and the 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 tip of an alcoholic's iceberg. So the thing they're going to have to address before they can really get anywhere with anything else. Their particular tip is going to be picking up. It's going to be drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have icebergs. All icebergs have a tip. It's a physical, it's a law of physics. The top of it shows. Um, and... Um, You've got me remembering those, uh, what it felt like to be in those meetings, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm not in them right now. I've kind of moved on to a couple of other layers of problems, um, but I could pop into one. I mean, I'm not in one regular right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've uh, bringing up those meetings has really messed with my head. I've, I've forgotten your question. Um, that's how powerful it was. But uh-huh. that's my point. Uh-huh. That's that's how powerful that that feeling was. Can you recreate it? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, alcohol is terribly, terribly costly. You don't, if you're not an alcoholic, you don't want to be one. So you can have this wonderful experience in in a meeting, yeah, like that. So the the feeling. Uh, I would just say it's a fact. It's there. I can't translate it. Uh, but in terms of making some spiritual and personal progress, um, I doubt that it's that significant. I, I would I would say that's it. Let's don't focus on it too hard. But it was it was there, and I think you felt that too. Maybe you can explain it to me. I I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Well, um, what do you think it was about the meetings and about that whole experience that that helped you to recover? Well, I would say, honestly... The primary thing was it helped me keep the perspective of I have seen the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. I have seen the point where if I go, if I manage, <laughs> it was pretty low. But if I manage to go any lower, probably lower, um, one way or another. Um, and that's a uh, that's an intense thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you you may never find it. That's where I'd we say I'd, that's the great yeah. God. I'd like to talk about that just a little bit because um, I bet you would. I, I well, I wonder. I won I wonder about that because it, it is that the thing that 
that makes it so different is that that everybody knows what that is. Everybody is knows how close they are to it, and um, and so that gives. Uh, and, and I guess what I'm saying is, do you have to do you have to hit bottom to have that, or are there other ways in which we can? can have real fellowship with one another without, you know, having to go that far down. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yes and no, but I think uh, in in any area, I thought that would be, I, I didn't plan that, but I thought John is going to flash on, on that phrase, hitting the bottom. Mm-hmm. Because in certain areas of life, it seems like we just tumble along the bottom forever and we're going to die that way. Hmm. And I know you're familiar with that sensation because uh, we've talked about it. Different areas where it's like I'm tumbling along the bottom. Uh, you, we, we use our faith as Christians in that area, like... Uh, God's got a hold of me. There's going to be some kind of a redemptive purpose for all this. But my experience in this area of my life is I'm just rolling along the bottom. I can't get off of it. I can't realize that I'm at the bottom. And I think one of the great values of the 12 steps is that, uh, Over time, maybe, you know, there are people who come into AA or encounter the 12 steps when they're at a point of, they, they have become acquainted with their bottom and all that groundwork is done. There's a lot of people who don't. They, they come into hmm. contact with it when they come into contact with it. And they're going to have to find that perspective, not find. They're going to have to let that perspective dawn on them, that I am helpless. I will never get away from the bottom on my own. Whatever the thing is that I need to have to do something other than roll along the bottom, I don't have it. And so all the other answers get eliminated. But for our person pattern, I think we need to keep showing up somewhere that is saying you want it's like the narrow gate like Jesus talked about the narrow gate and the broad gate the broad gate Mm -hmm. is at the end of the highway and most people are getting sucked right into it there's this narrow gate along the way anybody can come into it that wants to anybody like anybody can show up to AA you don't have to be sober you don't have to be particularly clean as I happen to know from experience <clears throat> you don't. There are no requirements. There's no sergeant in arms. It's the gospel of welcome. It, everybody come in. Um, coming in isn't the answer. And do the first nineteen times you work through the twelve steps on certain areas may not be the answer. It'll have an impact, but over time it has an effect of wearing out all of your answers that didn't work. 
that mm. God is there for a reason and you're not him. <laughs> well, How's that? Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Is um so are people more real in AA than they are in in other in a Christian context? Like I hate to say church because I don't want to put down church. But <laughs> not with um, me you don't. <laughs> there are days when you do and you hear from me on it. <laughs> I know. It's all right. That's all right. Takes all um, kinds. There's good ones and bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Is it it seems that AA is more real because of this. Because people can like I like I said before, they don't they don't feel judged. They 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 you have no choice in a sense. It almost seems like you have no choice but to be honest. Um, and it seems like in in other fellowship groups, we're trying is a whole different uh, scenario. It's like we're all trying to be getting along. We're, we're we're trying to be in some ways something we're not and and we're in that setting we're not able to be totally honest yeah it's an interesting um, theme because you keep going back to the group it's interesting because Going to an AA meeting is the one thing that you can't do, can you? I mean, not long term. I, uh, you chew on that one, my friend. Um, my quick answer to that one is not particularly. I, I think there is a powerful influence in the room at the meeting because the meeting has a theme, and the only people who are interested, really interested in coming, are. Uh, they have a that desperate theme going on in their lives, whether they're feeling it at the moment or not. But they can mm-hmm. uh, be just as big a jerk as anybody, including myself. Um, so I'd say no. But that takes me back to the question, you know, what is church? Is it Sunday morning? Do I feel that an AA meeting... Uh, is more scraped down than Sunday morning? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. And if if that's church for you, yeah, um, making a big mistake because sure. uh, especially now yeah. it wasn't so much the case back in my day and your day either. But uh, mm-hmm. Sunday morning is increasingly. Um, the place where, well, a place where the church can get together, yeah, but they can also meet with visitors. It's become very focused on if people are curious about church, what are they going to do? They'll show up on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. So quick answer is no. Uh, uh, but I I don't think, for instance, I go to a a group during the week at my church here. And um, the theme isn't 
isn't uh, how close we are to death that all it takes is picking up a substance and putting it into your body. That's not the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that the, the people there are just as real, I don't know, if not more so than uh, a lot of AA groups that I went in. Do you think that, um, do you think we can benefit as people, uh, do you think the average Christian can benefit from the 12 steps? From, from, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, yeah. You already are. If if you're a biblical Christian, then the 12 steps are really one kind of encoding of of the spiritual walk. And so you already are, but the thing you might be missing is um, there, there's a lot else in the Bible and in the spiritual walk besides that. And what you might be missing is a season of really focusing or a recurring season mm-hmm. of really focusing on how dependent you are on moment by moment grace to even be breathing in and out Mm -hmm. how much of your mental stuff (laughs) doesn't go anywhere positive Mm -hmm. but Christians at least the ones that I I know immediately spend a lot of time putting aside that mental stuff anyway as a spiritual discipline and saying okay what, what does God want me and God together are something. I don't understand that, but he worked it out. And so what can we do? So it's absolutely yes. Absolutely. Spiritual disciplines are, are, have all died, and this is a great one. Are we, are we all addicted? Would you say that we're all addicted to something? Um. I wouldn't say we are all. Uh, I bet most of us are addicted to. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't even want to use the word addicted. I bet most of us have the denial and the, the strategizing and the lying to ourselves and uh, just wasting our lives going on the same stuff that an addict has to just mm. automatically ensure that they stay absolutely where they are. <laughs> and when <laughs> somebody so calls true. us on it, when somebody calls us on yeah. it, the whole reason we get up the next day is to absolutely bury whatever we, we learned in stuff. So, yeah, when we change, we change slowly, and it's hard. Yeah. 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 Wow. Did did you have a sponsor? Does everyone have a sponsor? Did you have one? No. No. Hmm. I didn't. Uh, I had some other things uh, directly from the church, really, because um, I was getting a lot of ministry at the church at the time, too, once I moved down to Boston. Um, so mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I did have sponsors. I had people in my life up close and personal. Mm-hmm. But I never did have an AA sponsor. That I was very open to one, and I asked around every once in a while, 
it just never clicked. And a lot of times that happens. The sponsor isn't, uh, it's, again, it's the grace of God. If you need a sponsor, one can fall out of the sky or not. Hmm. It's not entirely controlled. You can find a sponsor and find that, you know, over years and years, finally they'll look at you and say, this isn't going anywhere. Not all sponsors work. There's no, yeah. don't come into the AA room with your 12 steps for answers. What you come there for is to be real and to actually try and do something good and avoid something. It's really, <laughs> and see what effect <laughs> that will have on your life over time. Mm. And you're such a wimp that you need three meetings a day to even make a start. But the church offers plenty of spiritual disciplines that if we really, really want to, and we can't go to AA or some other similar group, I've had other syndromes, as you know, that I've gone to groups for. And thank God for them. But uh, the only people avoiding growth is us. <laughs> Everybody's welcome to grow. The narrow gate's there. Maybe you don't fit through it yet. That's all right. Just sit there and and, and uh, think about the narrow gate. It's better than being on the highway to hell, you know. <laughs> It'll come. Uh, it's, uh, it sounds, um, I don't know, it just sounds really good when you talk about what it's like to be there. Um, it sounds so minimal in some ways. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and it, it just doesn't sound there's like there's a whole lot of trying. Um, there's just more being than anything. I don't know. Am I, am I right about that? Uh, there's, you're not sitting in your head trying to trying to sort through the stuff that your head is providing you for answers. It relieves you of that being in in that room. Yeah. At least that no, it yeah. relieves me of that. I sit there going, I am not God. I don't have the spiritual answers for myself. They must be somewhere yeah. else. It must be something I'm not thinking of as a habit. <laughs> but the answers when they come are just so simple that you can't believe how hard you worked to do everything wrong. (laughs) The the silly banners, like one day at a time, like live and let live, keep it simple. Um, I don't know. What, What if you just tried doing something right, you know? Keep choose a small area <laughs> just to see what it feels like. You might, we might, we might learn something. I'm still yeah, really great. slow. I mean, I'm not all all fixed at all. I just got rescued from being an impossible mm-hmm. deathward tangle. Like I wasn't even going to live to see another day to learn something new. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was on me in the end. So, yeah, that's great. 
That's great. Well, believe it or not, our time is up, but I oh, like I, I like where we are right now. <laughs> I like the yeah. simplicity, and um, uh, I love that statement <laughs> of uh, you re- realize how hard you work to do to do it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it's the hardest lesson. Yeah. I know that you're personally yeah. really seeking too, John, and I. I just want to encourage you, bro, because it comes. It's not the AA doesn't have a copyright on it. Right. It's from God. And when you're you're working the 12 steps, you are saying to me and everybody, there are some areas at this grandiose old age where I'm just working as hard as I can to do it wrong. And I need a new <laughs> idea. You may have to wait a day or two or a week. Mm. Like I told you, it took me mm. a few years to get some things, but at least your nose is pointed in the right direction and you will make mm. the headway in understanding that you can, which is all God wants, man. So yeah. I want to yeah. encourage you. That's great. Thank you. And thank you very much for being our guest. On Blog Talk Radio. You're welcome. I love you. All right. I love you too. All right. Take care, my friend. You too. Uh, Well, how how was that, everybody? I feel better. I hope you feel better. Back next week. Another guest, Lockdown Radio. God bless you all.